Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm in the new Cone Zone, my new house. Uh, I'll take your calls for a little while today. I ain't got anywhere to go. Sorry I didn't do it over the weekend. It was a little busy. But before I take some calls, Brian, I see you. I want to say a couple of things that's on my mind just about the Niners and the Warriors. And real quick, because the Warriors play tonight. The Niners. Still no news on the Debo Samuel Nick Bosa extension. I don't have any news to report. But I do want to point out that the guaranteed money in these contracts is what the Niners are going to be focused on and what we should be focused on, because this is going to get unprecedented for the 49ers. The money they've given out big contracts before, but the guaranteed money is going to be interesting. Debo Samuel probably get about 40 million guaranteed. That's no problem. The Niners have done that before. They did that for Jimmy Garoppolo just five years ago. Bosa is going to get 80 million guaranteed at signing. At least, maybe more. Nick Bosa will get at least eighty million at, guaranteed at signing. And why is this important? Because in the NFL, there's a rule called there's this funding rule, um, and the NFLPA initially wanted it. Uh, the idea is, if the NFL is going to guarantee, if owners are going to guarantee money, they have to put that money in an escrow account. So they actually, so like, what'll happen is the Niners theoretically will sign Bosa next year, and they will. He'll get 80 million guaranteed. They'll pay him some of that in his first year. But whatever they haven't paid him in the, of that guaranteed money at the end of the first year has to go in an escrow account. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot of the, the Niners are going to have to essentially give uh all have all of that 80 million paid out in 365 days. Do they have it? Especially after they, you know, it's going to be 12 months after they pay uh Nick Debo Samuel 40 million. So the Yorks are looking at roughly 160 to 165 million in cash they're going to have to put in escrow or just they're going to have to pay out in the next year or two. Do they have the cash? They're worth $4 billion. Do they have the stomach and the cash to spend it? They haven't done this before. This is what you have to keep in mind. Last week when the Niners said they haven't even began uh, negotiations with Nick Bosa, yeah, I don't think they're going to pay Debo and Nick Bosa in the same off year. They're going to try to stagger it. It's a lot of cash to pay out. That's why teams were so upset with the Browns when they gave Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed $230 million contract because now players and agents are going to start pushing for more and more guaranteed money and owners are going to have to start putting putting out, putting out more and more cash into these escrow accounts. Eventually, the NFLPA and the owners could get rid of this funding rule, but they haven't yet. Uh, so this is what the Yorks have to do. Spend a lot of cash the next few years. Don't let them off the hook, Niner fans. They need to do it. They have the money. They got to create the cash. Last thing I want to talk about. Now that we're heading into game five of the finals, and I think Curry sort of cementing his legacy, I'm curious to see at the end of every call, I'd like to hear what you guys would do as your top five all time. If you had to put like a, a starting five of players in their peak all time basketball, who's in your top five? You've been having this conversation since you were like seven years old, right? For me, at this point, I'm going Curry at point guard. Jordan at shooting guard. I'll take LeBron James as a forward, Bill Russell as the center, and the fifth guy for me would be Kawhi. I know he doesn't have the resume, but damn, when that guy's healthy, he's great. Look at his shooting percentages in the playoffs. You got Jordan and Kawhi, two of the greatest two-way players, two-way wings of all time. Curry, the greatest offensive player of all time. LeBron, maybe the greatest offensive player of all time. And then Bill Russell, the greatest defensive player of all time. That's how I would do it. I never watched Bill Russell play, but he's from Oakland. Shout out Bill Russell. 
I was reading his Wikipedia page today. No, no person has ever dominated a sport ever for 15 years the way Bill Russell dominated basketball. He won 13 championships in 15 years. He was the coach of the team at the end, and they were still winning championships. What? He was the first African-American head coach in North American sports. I don't think Bill Russell gets nearly enough credit. And you look at his resume and it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's the greatest, not only the greatest basketball player ever, but the greatest athlete ever. Bill Russell. He would have to be. I mean, I never watched him play, so I can't really tell you. But, I mean, the guy averaged like 25 rebounds a game and was the greatest defensive player ever. Anyway, I'm curious to hear who your starting five would be all time. But let's talk uh, football. Let's talk Niners first. Korean Niner. How are you doing, Grant? On the show, man. What's up? The Yorks have the money. That's let's not kid ourselves. They got four and a half billion dollars, but do they have the cash? They got a lot of investments. To me, I don't know why they got into Leeds United. That's their own business. To me, if they don't like the American fans who love the Niners, they're really not going to like the English fans who are Leeds United fans because they all riot and revolt in the streets over there. But to me, but to me, I don't know if they want to sign both players just because we look at the track record they're not they spend but how do they spend they spend wisely yeah it's always the team friendly contract with the funny money like oh there's incentives the player bets on himself but really the Niners aren't committed to much look at Kaepernick look at Jimmy exactly and also look at the stadium they built in Santa Clara when that was supposed to be where Candlestick Park once was they should call that stadium budget stadium you know, where's the retractable roof? Because you know it gets very warm. I've heard. Right? I've right heard. When the season starts. Yeah, and, absolutely. But um, see, to me, also, like, I can see why Debo might get a little upset because if the Niners had to choose between paying one or the other, they would probably choose Bosa. So Debo, they might be that might be the one they're like, well, you know, we'll we'll give you a an incentive based contract, but for these reasons, we can't give you forty million guaranteed at signing. Like, they bet. D- I mean, I don't see why Debo should accept any less at signing than A.J. Brown got. And if the Niners try to mess with him on that, then he needs to explain that to Jeff Darlington or whoever he wants to talk to. Yeah. Doesn't the Cooper Cup extension affect how much guaranteed money he may get? Because I think Cooper Cup got over $70 million. Oh, I didn't even check that. Hold on. Let me do journalism real quick. Cooper Cup spot track, which is right 87% of the time. Hold on. What do you get? Guaranteed a signing, $35 million. Total guarantee, $75 million. See, Debo isn't going to be the problem. It's the guaranteed at signing. I mean, the Niners should be able to afford that. It's Bosa. DNs are getting tons of money. I think Joey Bosa got $78 million guaranteed at signing. That's not like the injury stuff that could kick in if they – you know what I'm saying? That's different. So I, the Niners have never done anything like that before. And I'm, I, I think they love Nick Bosa, love, love him. And I think they want to keep him long-term. So I think they'll probably do it, but I'd love to see him actually do it because they haven't done, they haven't moved an inch yet. Do you feel that Bosa, Nick Bosa will at least ask for 85 to 90 million guaranteed? Because, yes! you know, because the NFL PA always wants their superstars to set the next, the bar higher for in case. Now I am getting, we are getting ahead of ourselves. Bosa needs to stay healthy for two years in a row. He hasn't done that ever. So maybe that's what the Niners are kind of like, not banking on, but like waiting to see. Because if he gets hurt again, then he's not getting $80 million guaranteed. So we'll see. But if he play, if he has another 10, 11, 12 sack season, 
could get 90 million guaranteed. Anyway, yeah. I got to take more calls, man. But oh, who's your who's your starting five all time? Magic at point guard. Jordan, two. Bird is one of my forwards. Let me see who else. I'll take Kawhi, even though he is a little injury prone. And I'll take Wilt Chamberlain. I love it. It's a good one. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. Take care. Rob. Mr. Khan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Mr. Martin? I'm pretty good, man. It's been a while. It has. Um, I just want to say to you, if nobody else has told you this, I need to tell you this. Um, I love you and I respect you for what you do. And I don't care who doesn't like it. I'm on the East Coast, Grant. I haven't been in the Bay in 17 years. I'm not subscribed to anybody else. I subscribe to you specifically because I know when I come onto your channel, I'm getting unadulterated truths. Well, I'm not going to say unadulterated truths. I'll say I'm getting unbiased opinion. What your you. opinion is, 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 is it's not going to have any sort of, 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 of metering or censoring. And that's why I love you, man. So Thank keep you. doing what you're doing. And if nobody's told you, you're doing a great job. I That's all I got to say about that. Thank you very much. Um, on to the football thing. Um, I do believe that they have the money. My question to you, because because I'm really not a contract guy. Um, the money that they have, their physical cash, they they can't use that to play the players, right? They have to go off of the off 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 of the uh, off of the um, the cap, right? Yes. Right, right, right. So, so that being the case, their 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 money, I'm not really concerned about. I, I, what I am interested in is their ability to rework deals and 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 get things done. Now, we got one player that needs to go because he's holding up a hell of a lot of money. That's probably those funds are probably going to be allocated for some other things. Um, I do think that they'll get them that that they'll get it done. I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. I'm going to say that there's somebody on this team that is due big money this year, guaranteed money, right? Like, like 16 million, something like that. I'm going to need for that guy to not be hurt for not one game. I'm going to need for that guy to play like not only an all-star tight end, but an all-star receiver because that's Thank the money that we're giving him. And if he's not, I, 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 I love George, but George, you got to come up with some of that dough, man. And and, and and doing doing that, I think we can we we can get a deal done. If you restructure a couple people, you know what I'm saying? I, I, the 49ers historically are very good at moving money around so that they can hold on to other players. Now, if they hold on to them long term or not, that's that's another issue altogether. But as far as will we be able to hold on to them for another season? I think they'll be able to do that. No problem. No problem. I think I so do. too. I'm curious to see. I, I just I want to see Denise and John really spend because I know they don't want to. I know they're you gonna know, have to because all the people they trust in the organization are gonna say you gotta pay for Nick Bosa and Debo. Do it. Do it. It's it's interesting that you bring that up because I'm looking at our rivals and I'm like, damn, man, they 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 have no problem locking guys down, spending the big they're bucks. Way richer. Oh, they man. are they have way more money on the Rams than the York. New York's have a you know they're they're modestly rich by NFL owner standards. Yeah. They're like right in the middle, which is fine. But the Rams are way at the top. Like they worth what are they, $10 billion? And they act like it. They act but like it. 
LA is a different town than, than than Santa Clara, not even San Francisco anymore. Uh, LA is a much different town. The NFL needs to do this. They need to get rid of this funding rule. It's stupid because it'll lead to more guaranteed contracts. They need to get rid of the salary cap. Forget, the salary cap did not create parity. It created, I mean, the, the, the Patriots were as dominant as any team ever. I feel like it's just an excuse to pay players less. Get rid of the salary cap. You guys are making billions of dollars. Get rid of the funding rule. You guys are all worth billions of dollars. You have the money. Uh, pay the players. I hope that happens. And then I would wonder what would happen to the Yorks and Parag in a climate like that where you can just spend. No need for Parag at that point. I was are you willing to spend? Or like, you need to get yeah. back in the building. Yeah, that's that. That wouldn't be good for him because he's a he's a financial guy, um, and he's done a good job. He's 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 gotten the squad involved in some 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 overseas ventures. Um, I'm I'm very closely watching uh, something called Athlon Acquisition Corporation. Essentially, they're trying to come out with the next Fitbit. Which, if they come out with a product, I I I presume it'll do quite well because Parag historically has made money wherever he's going. So the issue isn't isn't so much can they make the money, it's how they spend it. And and the climate that you're talking about, that doesn't work for him. He's 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 not a spin, he's a spendthrift. He is not a guy that that is willing to to just cash out on several different players. Even if you tell him it guarantees a, a, a Super Bowl ring, he's gonna be like, no, this this is a business, this is an organization, and we we are here to make money first. Agree. Agree. What's your top five all time? Man, you put me on the spot here because I'm really not a basketball dude, man. Me neither. But I, I'm 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 gonna try. I'm gonna try. No, right. please don't nobody hang me if I give you like two small forwards or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think there was a better center than the Diesel when he was at his prime. That dude was wrecking. It was ridiculous. Um, give me Allen Iverson. Tell me you were born in 1988 without telling me you were born in 1988. <laughs> hey, hey, give me. Give me Jesus Shuttersworth, Ray Allen. How about that one? <laughs> yeah. How about yeah? Reggie Miller was great too. Reggie Miller was excellent. Um, who are we missing? I got my center, small forward, shooting guard. Oh, Give me Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Dirk Nowitzki. All right. Yeah. You can play him at two. Why not? And who's your who's your who's your point guard? Oh man. You got I, I gotta go with Kobe. <laughs> gotta go with Kobe. Uh, all right, man. Great call. You too, boss. Peace. The Kobe Nowitzki backcourt. I've that's that that would have won all the championships. Rohan, what's up, man? How you doing, Grant? I'm hanging in there. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I heard you talking about the contract stuff. So first, I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think that both get signed back this past offseason or this upcoming? Off no, I think that both is probably going to wait till next year. I believe his brother signed after his fourth year. Uh, I think Bosa probably will, and I think the Niners are probably counting on staggering the signings for the reasons I said, because of this funding rule. It's yeah, you're right. Yeah. His brother did sign after the fourth year, right? And yeah. it's interesting because, like, they exercise the fifth-year option and then these contracts get made. So, like, mm -hmm. you get a little bit of an extra boost because some, some of that money is a little more guaranteed as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it could happen. The one difference, obviously, is the injury history that Bosa has compared to Joey. But they are stickler for money, both that, that family itself. Yeah, they're not going to give the Niners a break. I mean, I mean, they play they're in top condition, but you have to you have to pay to play with them. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But you do think that Debo Samuel gets re-signed this uh this uh, offseason? I would think so. I don't think he has that much leverage right now. I think he lost leverage when he didn't get traded. I think 
if he would have got traded, it would have happened on the on the draft night. It didn't. I don't think there's any teams out there really dying to trade for him now. So I think, I mean, he showed up to minicamp. I think he realizes he's coming back. I'm yeah, just curious I, how many, how much guaranteed money he gets. I'm curious. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's the, that's the main question. I think it has lowered from his expectations just with how the market's gone. We talk about cup, but the reason that cup got his money is because it's essentially a five-year deal like worth $110 or $110 million. Right, which is a $22 million AAV, which is lower than what people expect. But when you talk about the AJ Brown contract, <clears throat> only $57 million guaranteed. It wasn't the 65 70 that Debo might have wanted. And so I think the. the and it was like 40 guaranteed at signing, which is, I think, the, the number for the escrow thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I think the main thing, you talked about this a little earlier, is a signing bonus. I think that that's extremely important because that'll that's the only thing that dictates the cap hit for 2022. Right. 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 So if Debo gets a big signing bonus, then the G- Jimmy has to go, right? Yeah. Jimmy has to go. Well, yeah. Because we, we have $4 million effectively in cap space right now. So if Debo Samuel gets a, just a, a crazy signing bonus, maybe around $30 million, which uh, you, and obviously if you spread over five years, that's $6 million, uh for that first year. The, the the base salary will be as low as possible, close to a million, but that's still a $7 million cap hit, which means your salary cap will uh, decrease by $3 because his cap hit is only 4.8 right now. Do you think the Niners have explained this to Debo and his agent? Like, look, guys, between us, you have to wait until we get rid of Jimmy. We really can't do uh, this until we get rid of Jimmy. I don't, think, I don't like, I mean, we've seen. They don't want to lose any leverage in any situation possible, even if it detriments their franchise at times. So to me, I don't think they've necessarily explained it. But I think knowing how Parag works, they might even include a void year if possible. Uh, to take on an extra year of uh, that signing bonus hit, knowing that they probably extend him before that so that that never uh, happens anyway. So if if they want a big signing bonus, I'd expect an extra void year. But if they don't want a big signing bonus, then I think it works out in both favors. They might up the guarantee money a little bit so that they can shoulder the hit this year. But like we said, because of the Alex Mack uh, retirement, they do have that extra four, three, four million in cap hit on space, which is helpful Helps. and yeah. uh they get an extra million with whenever d ford uh whenever that situation gets handled as well rohan thank you for explaining all this i have one question before you go how is it going to end with jimmy what's go- what ha- how does this end that's a question that really not that's many you're that's i mean you're yeah like I tweeted out on freaking March 16th, this boy is going to be off the roster. It is, what is it? I mean, I haven't seen your regular It's June different. 13th! How? <laughs> How? June 13th and he's still on the roster. And I understand why from whatever, from the from their standpoint, right? You got to pass physical, save that $7 million because you want your precious money. Because like you said earlier, they are unwilling to spend at times. I I, I, I do apply their offseason. I think their offseason, unlike like... I know you're, you've had a more pessimistic view because they haven't necessarily reached their objectives, uh, be it signing contracts. It was a modest offseason. Yeah, but it I, I do. It was a modest offseason. I'll put it that I, way. I, yeah. applaud, I applaud what they what they did in terms yeah. of actually addressing the secondary with yes. Trevor Ward. And it, it might not be a ball hawk necessarily, but it gets the job done given how you. It's a huge it. upgrade. Yeah, exactly. No and I, I applaud yeah. like giving Trey Lance the entire, like giving him every room to work and every room to grow. And that, that's something that that's important to me because when you see, hear the coaching staff talk about him, especially the way that they progressed since March, it's important to know that he's QB1 and that he knows he's QB1, which I'm sure they've told him, but now it's public that he's QB1. 
some of these concerns are slowly, slowly going away from the national media. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but, yeah. I got to take some more calls, but thanks for calling in, man. Good to see you, Rohan. Calling again. All right. I got Shardall next, and then the coach, then the mech, then Jesse. All right. But I haven't seen I haven't seen Shardall in, in months. Wow. Shardall, how are you? Oh, you're muted. Just press a little uh the thing. There you go. I'm doing good, Grant. How about yourself? How are you doing this morning? I'm having a great day. A great day. And it's so now Grant, just got so, uh, what are your thoughts of the 49ers signing Nick Zakage, who played college football at Fordham University to a four-year $3.88 million deal? What are your thoughts? What do you think he, and how will how do you think he will contribute to the to the team in the upcoming season? I don't know if he'll contribute in the upcoming season. I think he's a project, but but I think he could be like the next Brunskill, the kind of guy who plays all over the line. I think they're going to start him at guard, but he might play a little bit of center. I don't know. We'll see. He's very interesting and he's very look up some of his interviews. I think you'll find him uh Interesting. He's very smart in our, and he talks a lot about football and sports analytics. Smart guy. And the second thing is I totally agree with everybody that Jimmy Garoppolo should not still be on the roster. I mean, I he's under, he's like, he should be gone, but like, I don't know why they didn't cut him or trade him. Like, what are they doing? Like, doesn't take, like, why is it taking them so long to like deal with Jimmy and like what we should do with Jimmy Garoppolo? Keep going. I, I, and I, and I think that, um, we should rep- uh, we should get uh, we should get rid of Jimmy and we should either replace him. We should have Trey Lance as the um, quarterback for the rest of the season, or we could have Brock Purdy, the new guy from Iowa State. You like Brock Purdy? Yeah, he's good from Iowa State. I got some friends who are Brock Purdy fans from Iowa State. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. I and like they're really they're really hyped up on the guy. They really like the the quarter. They really like him as a quarterback. He 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 he's fast on his feet. He has a good can of an arm. He's you really athletic, Brock you, know, he can, you know, he's kind of, to me, like Brock Purdy, to me, when I look at him, he's kind of like Colin Kaepernick when, you know, when he runs down the field, he can get a, uh, a lot of yardage down the field. Okay. All right. That's he's the like first a, time I've ever heard like Brock Purdy compared Kaepernick, to Colin Kaepernick, uh, but it probably won't be the last. Keep going. Yeah. So Brock Purdy's kind of like a Colin Kaepernick 2.0. I would, th- I, w- I would have to say so. I agree. You would agree with me that I think, I think you're right. Him as, as, um, um, you know, categorize him as in that type of um, you know, yeah. field. He's like Colin Kaepernick, but faster. Yeah, but um, but I'm uh, I don't um, but uh, I watched that um video uh, about you and Javon Kinlaw. Oh, and no. I just want to say that you come you you um kept your cool and you composed yourself, even though Thanks, Javon man. Kinlaw was getting on you and he was trying to get it get in your skin. Um, I loved how you, you know, kept yourself calm and, you know, you didn't kind of escalate the situation any further. Thanks, man. It was tough. I'm really happy about that, man, because, you know, that Appreciate takes a lot of guts to, to like, stand up to somebody who's who's getting under your skin. Thank you, Chardon. I appreciate so it. So I'm really happy that you stood up to it. And, uh, you know, Javon Kinla shouldn't have said that because I work at Great America. And if, I, if anybody heard me say that at, at my at my workplace, um, you would get fired. So that that's that's a, a cause for getting yeah, fired. People messed around job. at Great America. I'm just saying. No, I mean if you said that at Great America and that somebody true, heard though. you say that, you'll get fired. So you don't want to Great America. That you got to watch your mouth. Yeah, you got to watch your mouth. There's kids there. But I want to ask you, who's winning tonight, Warriors or, or Celtics? I got the I got the Warriors uh, winning tonight. Wow. 
I got the Warriors winning by 50. 50. And Damn. I got Curry. Curry's wow. also going to put up 40 or more. Okay. Curry's going to get like another 40, 48, 43, 45 point performance again, like he did in game four. I respect it, man. It's great yeah. to see you, man. 49ers fan five. Five. Yeah. That's a Lance jersey, right? Yeah, because uh yeah, I wanted a uh, for the for the for the show, I wanted to pick a name that sounds suitable for the show. Love it. I want to say I'm I a love... 49ers fan and I love Trey Lance. That's why I, I have number five. I feel you. I just want to say yeah. I love the, the the jersey, the the lokes, the haircut, the beard, the whole look. You're killing it as always. You're a star. Thank you for calling in. It's been too long. Don't be a stranger. And and next and and um next Sunday I won't be able to I won't be able to call into the cone phone because I'm gonna be going on a three week uh, three week trip to Germany. Oh, Berlin, wow. Germany on a school trip. Wow. I'm Have gonna fun. be going from I'm gonna be leaving on June 19th and I'm gonna be coming back on July 16th. So I'm gonna be out for three weeks. Okay, well I'm I'd love to hear what your what your thoughts are on Germany as a country and Berlin as a, as a city. I mean I like tells me I'm never gonna go there, but I'd like you to tell me what you think. I'm not that bold. I like the history of Germany. You know, it's a lot, a lot of great history in that city. Yeah, a lot of great history. I'm sorry. A lot of, a lot of, you know. I'm sorry. I might couple, sorry. have a couple of drinks. You know, like you, you know, you got to have a couple of drinks over there. Yeah, get a get a nice pilsner and get like yeah. a hot dog or something, man. They, I, I don't know what German culture is. Hey, thank you yeah. very much. So when I when I when I uh, go there, I'm gonna take a video. I'm gonna chug a beer into uh, a video to take a video of it, me chugging it, and I'm gonna show uh, post it on uh, either Facebook or. Uh, okay, but drink responsibly, Shardall. What? Drink responsibly, Shardall. Yeah, I'm twenty. Oh. I'm twenty five. I know, I know, I know. Have a great time. But I mean, it was it was really great calling in your show, and um, I really um, I haven't been calling in in a while, so I, um, everybody's saying that. You, uh, we haven't seen you on the cone phone at all, so I'm happy that I got a chance to call in because I, I felt bad. I, I, I hadn't been calling in for a while. Yeah, your fans have been asking for you, but now you're back. Yeah. All right, man. Have a great day. See I'll talk later, to you next Grant. time. Take care, Shark Doll. See, See ya. ya. Just a natural born star. I don't know what else you can really say. So, how how do I follow Shark Doll, man? Man, a lot like, of great history in that in that in that country. Yo, <laughs> go get Whoa. some sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I love that. Sorry. Okay, so I have a couple questions that I want to ask you. Okay, um, let's get into the offensive line. Okay. All let's right. All right. So you know, uh, I would say outside of uh, our secondary, they're kind of the squeaky wheel. They're they're, they're the biggest question mark this year, My question right? Mark, yeah. My biggest. Question I mean, mark. outside of Trey. We'll be watching the offensive line. Yeah. Um, so best case scenario, the way I see it, let's just say everything works perfectly. Our starting offensive line from left to right is going to be Trent, Aaron, uh, Brindle, uh, Jake Brindle, Brunskill, uh, Brunskill, and Michael make it back. Yeah. Okay. That's best case scenario, right? Yeah. Best case scenario. So. Yeah. Best case scenario. So if that doesn't happen, what are we looking at? Out of the rookies, who's ready to play right away if they had to play? It would probably be Burford. He's the highest drafted. But there's also Jalen Moore who they like, who they seem to like a lot. I would say second best lineup would be the same lineup we said and then just kick Mike out and put Jalen at the right tackle. That's what I want to do. 
I think that might be the best lineup. I, I'm intrigued by Jalen Moore. I think he's uh, got quicker feet and pass protection than Mike McGlinchey. Just got to see how he does in run, as, in, as a run blocker. I don't think we saw enough of him. I mean, in a yeah. way, he was kind of getting thrown from each side of the line, but he was progressing. And mm-hmm. even in preseason, Jalen Moore showed consistency that he could be a solid backup, just fresh out the box. Yeah. So you have to think that he's improved. Since I mean, then. he might be—he might be the key to this line being better than expect. If, if they exceed expectations, maybe it's because of him stepping into right tackle and just being good. I don't know. What if Banks doesn't work? Who's who steps in? Burford or or Jalen Moore or McKibbitts? I'm not. I don't. I'm not mad at McKibbitts. I'm not mad at him. I'm Tell me what you don't like about McKibbitts. I mean, uh, what I know. He's not like Jalen Moore has upside, in my opinion. But okay. if it's like he's already Tom had his silly, he's like Tom Compton. I mean, you could they've won with Tom Compton's in their offensive line, so he's solid, right. but he's not going to end up being really good. Probably, I look at it this way our offensive line is made for function, yeah, right? By, by and large, by the way, our offense is set up, so yeah. it's almost kind of like, and I hate to say this because it's, it's going to look like I'm playing downplaying the offensive line, but offensive line is almost next to running back as far as plug and play is concerned outside of that left tackle spot okay um i think that's how the niners feel yeah um i think they put a lot of i think they put a lot of pressure on individual players to be great but as far as the scheme is concerned i think that they kind of feel like they have a scheme that you just need to fit inside of as long as you hit the measurables so true i would agree with that and they've gotten i mean it's just that on third and seven None of that matters if you know what I'm saying. Like you need a right tackle and a left tackle that can hold up one on one. But on third and seven, we didn't have Trey. It's true. It's true. And you know, I I keep thinking about like offensive. I think people, the Bengals just went to the play, to, went to the Super Bowl with a trash. Horrible, offense. horrible. So the game is changing. The ball gets out quicker. It's it's a faster game. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? The greens yeah. are slick. That's true. That's true. So, so um. If, if, if Trey can get the ball out quick and he can make a few guys miss in the backfield, he should be all right. Although Burrow takes a beating, he really does. All right, and last last part and thing, I got I got to be quick today. Last right. part and thing, nobody. I don't feel I waited for somebody to ask you this, and I thought your dad may have asked you this, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself. Right. But out of the whole Kinlaw thing, what do you say you've learned? Hmm. I think let's. I'll say it like this. The whole last two years were weird. We weren't in the locker room. There was a pandemic. I got big on YouTube. It was kind of strange. Something like this was bound to happen. Right. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was going to be Kinlaw. That's what surprised me. I thought it was going to be McGlinchey or something. Something like this was bound to happen. And I'm going to have to find a way to sort of do what I do in this new era where I'm in the locker room every week. And Calibrate. I, you know what I mean? So like, I'm not going to change that much, but at the same time, it's this is going to keep happening unless I figure this out. So yeah, I guess this is like a preview of what's to come. I'm glad you said that because that's what yeah. I was getting at. Like this yeah. is going to keep happening. Yes, if, it's going to keep happening. So I, I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out. But this is it's strange. I mean, this has all happened in two years when I was gone and there was a pandemic and right. Now I got this YouTube channel and I'm not going to be that different. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Too much is given, Grant. It's true. I mean, to a certain extent, I guess what I'll do is like if someone in the lock in the locker room screams at me or yells at me, 
I'll just keep it there. I won't go and be like, guess who just yelled at me? Guess who just said? I'll just be like, you know what? Fine. That's a great idea. You know what? You want to yell at me? Let's keep. That's fine. Hey, we're even. I'll just call it as we're even. I said what I said publicly. You said what you said privately. We're even. How about that? It's not. Yeah. I don't really need like the. It, it's not a bully pulpit. I got mad at me. Like who cares? You know. It's yeah. Yeah. Just don't, you only get a couple of more of those bullets, man. Nah, before you get thrown into people who aren't as talented as you because there's people who aren't as talented as you that do this stuff but they're hacks so yeah. you don't want to get thrown into you don't want to swim in that soup man that's true that's true yeah right, there's a lot about it we'll see how it goes i got uh, about two months before they open that locker room up it's gonna be interesting how do i contact you grant Kona gmail i'll answer you i promise all right i got you all right, all right. see you man talk to Later. you peace the mac you ready What's up, dude? How you doing? You're just hey, I'm good. Yeah, I was muted. I know. All right. I have a hot take. It's going to be hot fast. Takes. Love yeah. it. I think, or this is my prediction, our best like area is going to be the cornerbacks. Oh, okay. But it, it's, it's hanging on something very specific. Okay. Traverius Ward on one side, Mosley in the slot, Mm. And Verrett on the other side. Oh, wow. Okay, so how long do you think it's going to take for this to emerge? This I don't know. I, I hope as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah but, as as possible, right? But as long as they like, get there by the playoffs. Yeah. Dude, if they have I'm, Jason Verrett at 100% by the time the playoffs roll around, watch out. That'd be crazy. I, I really think that's one of the best uh, starting cornerbacks you can have in the league with those three. I, I mean, you can have better, but like having that as a team of starters is just so good. People don't talk about Jason Verrett at all. Uh, yeah, that, I feel like no one's talking about him. And yeah, he was hurt. He's been hurt a lot. But the season we had him, he was tearing it up. And he had been hurt for like the previous five years. All of a sudden, he put it together magically. He hasn't played that much football. It'd be interesting. And it's like in basketball, a lot of times you see player like teams get older players who are hurt. And the whole idea is like, man, just be healthy when the playoffs roll around, please. Just be healthy for that part of the season. If the Niners could get that from Jason Verrett, that would be insane. What an, what an addition he would be. The playoffs or, or the run to the playoffs, like the last five games or something yep. like that. Something. Although I, I don't have – I'm not that confident that he's ever going to play again. Like I haven't seen him put on spikes. I haven't seen him put on cleats yet. He's been walking around in a sweatsuit, which is a good sign. He's there. He's on the field. So when training camp rolls around, i like – He is signed, him. right? They yeah. signed him for – yeah. I, I don't know if he has guaranteed money. I think he probably essentially has a camp invite. So he's got to show something that makes him makes him at least want to have him around. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But if we have if that, those three guys in, in, in our cornerbacks, plus yeah. Jimmy Ward at safety and maybe Funga as the other safety. Yeah. That's a very strong back, back group. It's much uh, stronger than they've been at cornerback in a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, so I think this defense, is that's definitely one of the big upsides of this team. Five. Yeah. But I'm not sure what they're doing in their offensive line, but I do see what they're doing in their secondary, at least at corner. Yeah. I, I'd like to see them figure out the nickel spot. I feel like D'Amico's going to have to cycle through a bunch of players there before he figures out what works. Yeah. I feel like this is a very, very interesting season because there's a lot of unknowns. So the range of possibility of how this season could go is very wide. We could have a three and what is it? Three and 12 or three and 14 season. Yeah. And we could have a 
14 and 3 season. It's really that wide. If, I to me, this has a lot of the 2020 feel coming off a very good year, but a uh, a down ending, like a bitter ending on a and kind of a nondescript offseason, you know? Yeah, like did some good things, but I don't know. That that season was a disaster. I'm not saying this season will be a disaster, but six, seven wins could happen. 13 yeah. wins can happen as well. I, I'm with it, you. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a very exciting season. And the funny thing is that last season, I'm, I'm getting out of camera here. Last season, it looked like it might be going the other way at, the, at, at first. And we had a like a comeback. We were yeah. we were like, oh, we were, what, three and, three and, three five. and five? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you can never switch off for, for, for the season because you never know when we're going to come back. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Good call. See you. See you, Mick. Jesse, what's up? What's good? All right. Long doing, time. We'll talk. I'm good. Good to see it you. It is. Oh, man. What an off-season you're having. What a great off-season. You're yeah. in Oakland now? What? You got a house? Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. I'm in my, my spot. It's nice. I really nice. like it. I got a backyard. I got a lawn. I've already killed Ooh. it. But I'm bringing it back. I don't know. Are you like... Doing. Bumping some, like, I'm really from Oakland. Yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> just, just so the neighbors will like me a little bit more. Right? You know, right. you got to establish yourself in the, in exactly. the neighborhood. Just let them know I don't mess around. Exactly, man. Uh, yo, shout out to all the grand haters, man. To Coach Tom Brady, we are still here. <laughs> I wanted to come in and say that, but no, I got like two questions. Uh, sure. Uh, cool, man. Like, first one, it's kind of more of an instigating question, but you think Trey Lance kind of shining you out on that um press conference kind of like uh disgruntled some of the old guys you know kind of coming out like oh i see your i saw your video uh about the spiral kind of joking about it you think that kind of like um makes the old guys like oh what are you shouting him out i thought we we're like banding together against this reporter and stuff good question that's not how i read what he was doing what he was doing was being a leader and mm-hmm. demonstrating to his teammates how to handle me. Because he wasn't doing friendly banter with me. He was basically saying, I saw that fucking video you made about me. You know, I saw that shit. And, but, but he didn't get mad about it. He laughed about right. it. Like, you know, videos like the one you made. You know what I'm saying? But he, like, he basically laughed it off. And so this is how you handle Grant. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. He laughed it off. And I think that to me was he was just role, like being a role model. Definitely. Yeah, modeling no. behavior. This is how you handle someone like Grant. I was actually surprised on like, especially his age being that young and kind of like um, responding to your clip like that and kind of like being a professional. I was like, oh, dude, like there's something here. Um, I actually was at that Houston game uh, this past season and like to be at that game, it was like, oh, that was a pretty interesting how he performed in the first half in the second half. Uh, the first the first half was interesting just because like there was a lot of anticipa- anticipation the fans were like, oh, what's he going to do? Is he going to, like, start, like, throwing the ball down the field? But, like, in the first 10 plays, I think Kyle was just trying to do the same thing he was doing for the Cardinals, which kind of didn't work out against Houston. And then, like, that second half shift with the crowd, everyone was like, yo, we won. It's kind of exciting. So I feel like that shift with Trey is going to come out. Like, uh, it might be dull at the beginning, depending on how Kyle uh, dials up the plays at first. But – I think it's going to be a great season overall with Trey, depending on the two of the line and like 
other things. But uh, but yeah, that was like my first question on Trey. But the second one, the Miko Ryan, you think he gets a job after this season? I think he should have got a job after last season. Um, but I feel like defensive coaches, African American coaches, are always vetted a little bit harder. Yeah, like, you got to prove it one more time. But I mean, it's probably going to have another top three defense. He's probably so we'll see. I mean, what, what was interesting with Salah, what got yeah. him the job was not his best year. It was the year after his best year when he had all those injuries and still maintained a top defense. That's what impressed the Jets or teams the most. So maybe if D'Amico, you know, if he has some adversity this year and still maintain, maybe that writes his ticket. But I, I still think he should be a top candidate, should have been last year. And I think he might have been. I mean, he, he took his name out of the running for the Vikings. So yeah, maybe he feels like he's in demand and can hold out for the best job. I don't know. Definitely. Like, hopefully there's like a better job opportunity in the Vikings, but Hey, who knows, man, it's a long season. It's only a fire mid season. A coach could have some videos leaked or something, but hey, it's the end NFL. Anything can happen. <laughs> All right, Jesse. Thanks for calling in, man. Is that a like Lakers Jersey? No, it's no, an Adidas Jersey, but I am uh, a Laker fan. Not really happy about this final. So. <laughs> All right. Hang in there, Jesse. Peace. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Bryant, are you there? Are you going to turn on your, on your uh, camera? Bryant. Hey, let me know. Keith Murphy, what's up? What's up, man? Long time to see you. Been a while, man. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. Um, my question, well, I'm looking at the title. Of course, we're going to have enough money to pay Debo and Nick Bosa. We got to. We got to make that happen. First, we got to yeah. get Jimmy off the books. Yeah. Uh, I'm more excited to see what our wide receiver core is going to do this year. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. I, I'm hearing a lot about the new guy, Gray. Um, I want to see if Trey can add a, a dimension to Ayuk that we haven't seen. And also, I mean, coming off that huge season, I want to see how Debo coexists with Trey. To me, the wide receivers are going to be really important this year. I mean, I think we saw it last year. Kittle, toward the end of the season, was like the fourth option of the offense. Jennings was getting more targets in the playoffs than Kittle. Now, maybe Kittle was injured or something, but to me, Kittle's just getting to the point of his career where I don't think you really want to have your offense go through him anymore. You're, you're trying to preserve him for the playoffs. If you get there, he's almost 29 years old. I mean, he didn't even practice this offseason. It's all about taking like workload away from him. So I think this is a year for Ayuk to step up, for Debo to keep going, for Jennings to step up. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys have a lot of yards and catches. I mean, Jennings has improved a lot. He he already showed a lot in big games last year. Uh, so I'm interested to see what Jennings looks like. Another question I have. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, he he's the one that looks like he's taken a leap so far. Not I, Although Ike's always been good. Jennings just seems so much more confident than he was in the past. Well, he's also a big guy with size that we, we could use. Yeah. Um, yep. what, what do you think about the running back room, man? Uh, it's okay. I mean, they have a lot of bodies, but um, they never replaced Mostert. They don't have that uh, guy who just gets to the outside effortlessly. They have some really tough runners between the tackles. And I don't know. I mean, it's not. I still think they're going to have to use a lot of Debo back there if they want to win. Yeah. So Okay, that's going to be the last thing I ask. A lot of the drama and stuff around Debo this offseason, I feel like a lot of people were picking for straws or just guessing. I have not, still not heard Debo say, I don't like to be used like that. And I'm sure if we could pay him $25, $30 million a year, he's going to be used how we need him to be used. Do you really think that he has a problem with that? 
or is that people reaching for straws when he said he wanted to be traded? Like, well, I don't think we ever heard an exact reason, but I think people were kind of reaching with that. I mean, it's possible that he doesn't want to be like the guy on fourth and one anymore because he kind of was in the playoffs. Like, maybe he doesn't want to do that, but I think he still wants those carries in the red zone, like outside the red zone. I mean, when they were in Dallas, wasn't he the guy who looked at the sideline and said, Give me the damn ball or whatever? I got, he said, I got you. I got you. Give me the ball. I got you. I think he's, he has more rushing touchdowns than, than, than touchdown catches in his career, I think. And that's what's going to get him paid. So I, I would think he'd still want some touches on the ground. And it's like you're either going to get him as a screen or, or as a straight-up handoff. So what's the difference? Right. Right? You might get some down the field this year with Trey. He caught a couple deep balls off of him last year. So we'll yeah. see. I, I, I like to see or his continued evolution, per se. But I also kind of want to know why he wanted to be traded <laughs> or why he said that. I'd like to know. He never really explained it. I wonder if we'll ever find no. out. Because he still hasn't taken the trade request down. I mean, he hasn't rescinded it. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, but him showing up to camp means a lot because I don't think DK Metcalf show, showed up. And That's um, true. I, I think they're just waiting to get Jimmy's contract off the books and then they're going to sign him. But to your point, he hasn't run the routes or anything. He didn't get on the field. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Grant. All right, Keith. Good to see you, man. Hey, Peace. take it easy. Yeah, you too. We got Irvin, Carmelo, Waruna, the Romilia Sports Report, uh, JCK510, Lance, Bryant Culp, Zach. I'm getting you all. I'm getting all you guys. What's up, Irvin? What's up, bro? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Thank you for pulling over. I saw you waiting on the side of the road for hella long. My bad. No, no, no. You good, man. You good, man. I actually just uh just came out and sat in the car. I'm at work right nice. now. I appreciate you. But- yeah, man. You know, man. It's had to tap in with you again, man. Um, right. Looks like we were right about Jawan Jennings so far. Not gonna, not not gonna, uh, you know, get too happy yet. But it looks like looks like we might be uh, on to something with that. Yeah, you you um, talk you called that out on the last show, and then at the last minicamp practice or the first day of minicamp, he just took over in the red zone. It's like, I mean, he he looks really big. He's really big. Like Kendrick Bourne was never he's really freaking big. Yeah. That's see, and he got that dog mentality too. So and he's a really good route runner. Like, I still can't get it out of my mind. He had he just destroyed, I think it was Castro Fields on like an out and up in the in the end zone. Just quick boom and just was wide open. It's like, oh, ew, like that's like a Michael. Nah, I saw that last year. You see what I'm saying? I saw that yeah. last year. Like he was beating guys. Yep. Off the yeah. line. And he's big. So yeah. Um, but to answer your question, man, about are they going to have enough money to pay um, Debo and, and Bosa, man? That's a tough one, honestly, to be you know be truthful with you. But I mean, I think if they work the contracts right, maybe front load them a little bit, throw some incentives in there. You know, Prog knows what to do. He's a master. I'm still thinking about Jennings, though. Hold on, I, I'm so intrigued with Jennings. I want to say, like, to me. We were all talking about Ayuk this offseason. Like, oh, man, the connection between him and Trey is crazy. Ayuk's going to go off. Well, Jennings has been to every offseason workout with Trey, too. He's been there. And, you know, we've also said that Trey needs a really shorthanded receiver to compliment exactly. him. Kind of like how Colin Kaepernick had Bolden. Well, that's Jennings. He's huge. He can make all kind of acrobatic catches, and he doesn't drop the ball, unlike 
Ayuk, who was dropping him left and right in minicamp, still a very good player. Dude, Jennings, I don't know what his ceiling is. Just because he's not super fast, I mean, neither is Keenan Allen. Jennings is really good. Curious to see what his ceiling is. I honestly think if Trey would have played last year, we would have seen a lot more of Jennings. I think he might have been a lot more um, of a factor. He trusts yeah, him. People. I've seen it in practice. He goes to Jennings over and over. Trust him. I don't know that. I don't know that Jimmy would have did. I mean, Jimmy sort of had to figure that out as the season went on last year. Speaking of Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Jimmy, there Jimmy was this myth. There was this myth going around that he was he was like such a great leader, like he just he, he just got the guys going. Like, and I just want to ask you, man, like. What is your definition of a great leader? Someone who leads the team to victories on the field. That's not Jimmy, right? <laughs> like, well, it's funny. They, they always get the leadership tag for players who are, like, along for the ride on winning teams. Like, Derek Fisher was a great leader, right? Because he was, like, the fifth best player in the team. <laughs> or Kyle Lowry on the Raptors when Kawhi Leonard was leading them to the championship. Oh, Kyle Lowry's leadership <laughs> is phenomenal. Like, what do you mean? He's just a guy on the team who talks. I don't understand. The whole leadership thing. Jimmy's leadership. Right. People like him. People like him. And he's the worst player on the team. But he's on the team. And he wins. So that makes him a leader. How? I was like, I'm like, okay, are you putting a cheer in front of that leader? Because that's the only leader I see from out of him. When the guys do good, they get the first, yeah, yeah, good. Like, come on. Like, that. that's not a great leader, bro. A great leader is somebody who, first of all, doesn't fold under pressure. Um, they deliver in big moments. Um, in 10 big moments Jimmy's had, he maybe delivered in two, one, yeah. maybe two. two. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. That's true. Great leader. We, we got to get that. We and, and that leads me to my last point. Trey is the definition of that. And I know it's kind of early still, but he's shown me just by his swag, just by his demeanor, just by what he's already done, his track record, even though it's not a real big sample size. Dude, he led his team to the chip. Yeah. He came in, did it like it was nothing. Yeah. Like, and he's already stepping into the shoes now. Like, if we didn't already forgot about that other guy who was the quarterback uh, before him. So, yeah. yeah. What was his name? James? Something? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a little bad. I don't know. All right, man. Okay, man. Get back to work. Your boss is furious. Yeah, man. It's time, bro. But Good I had to, to come chop it up with you. Good to see you, man. Oh, all right, man. Later. Right. We got Carmelo next. Carmelo T. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? What's up, Grant? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I got a few questions, well, statements to ask you. Uh, sure. Your opinion about this. Sure. Um, I got a surprise trade for Jimmy G. Okay. Last year, you had pointed out that he was talking to the Texans. You had it on video that he, he was it. talking to the GM and, and the coaches out there, you know, after the game when Trey Lance was playing. You know, what would benefit the, the Texans the most? You know, they have a bridge quarterback in Jimmy G. They have plenty of uh, round picks because they gave uh, they, they gave up to the Browns uh, Watson. So, you know, they have plenty of draft. They have plenty of money because all they have is rookies. I heard in their OTAs that Davis Mills wasn't doing so hot. Hmm. Interesting. So, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, that makes all kinds of sense that he gets traded to the Texans. The Texans didn't want Baker Mayfield. 
because of his leadership skills. He doesn't have much from what all the players telling. And they love Jimmy G because of the fact that he is one of the guys that makes it winners. I'm not for nothing. You know, when he did come in um, to the 49ers, he, we did a, a plain 180, you know? I'm not sure. I'm looking at Houston. They have nine million in cap space, so I'm not sure that they can handle it. Well, they um, can restructure his. They can restructure him, but they I don't know for two years. Yeah, maybe maybe they would want to extend Jimmy Garoppolo's contract. If I were them, I would not trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I would stick with Davis Mills. But that's what I would do. Maybe they'll do. Maybe they see it differently. To me, well, you know, and, and the good and bad part is that they got so much draft, uh, draft picks next year. That if Jimmy doesn't do so well, they'll draft another uh, quarterback. You know, next year, next year is supposed to be a whole group of great quarterbacks going to be coming out next year. So it just feels like trading for Jimmy is giving up on Davis Mills, and I, I kind of like Davis Mills, so I don't know. Yeah, he was good last year. For you know, from what I was told, he wasn't doing so hot in the OTAs. You know, this summer. So you know, I, I see where you're coming from. What's your next question? And my next question, uh, what Irving was talking about with Trey Lance and with Jimmy Garoppolo's leadership skills. Jimmy Garoppolo does not take account accountability point. to his – That's the point. To That's anything. Point. You know what I mean? He's not a great leader because Trey Lance actually came up. He's like, hey, I was sluggish. You know, it's my fault. I should have thrown the ball better. You know, he takes accountability for what he makes mistakes on. Yep, he does. Jimmy doesn't. I don't get that. They, they love him so much, but yet if something goes wrong, he blames them. He it's always we, right? He doesn't yeah. accept he's like we we made a mistake. Like, dude. We made a mistake. He doesn't take it down bill for that. Why he's talking in the royal we right now. Exactly. You know, and I, I just don't get the, you know, they uh Trent Williams, he was talking about he loves him, you know. I'm like, what do you love about him? You know, maybe they're friends. What do you love about him? Because the fact that he's an okay quarterback, he has barely a decent arm. You know, the only good quality about him is that he can release it quick. Maybe they hang out. Maybe they like yeah. the same. Kung but at, at the same time, he doesn't talk to anybody in the offseason. Who does? A true leader will keep in contact with his, with his players. That's another good point. That's another good point, Carmelo. Carmelo, I got to take more calls, but you you just made a lot of very good points. I'm All right, Grant. All right, man. I just take wanted it. to make those points out to you, you know, on you everything. But you nailed it. Great I'm hoping job. that they 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 trade him or release him because if not, he's going to be a problem at the in, in the locker room. Agree. All right, Carmelo. Have a great day. All right, man. Take it easy and have a good one, man. God All bless right. you. Um, I'm looking for a house of my own. That you're you're starting to come up with, man. You start good building luck. it up. It's, it's it's I don't see the the the, the box anymore. I had to fit, I had to I had to get rid of it. See you, man. All right, take it easy. Waruna, it's been a long time, man. Yes, it's been a long, long time. Looks like you got a nice little camera. You got a good a good setup. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, things have been going on in my life. I changed my job, so so and so forth. So great. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. okay. Uh, so, and I didn't talk to you for some time because football kind of felt like overwhelming. I just wanted to stay away from it. Sure. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, anyway, 
I just wanted to go back into the in-law situation a bit because what frustrated me the most was the way I saw the people started jumping you, jumping at you at the given very first moment, treating you as the enemy. Because the reason is people do not understand you do not work for 49ers as their extended arm for their PR department. You are not the PR guy for the 49ers. Your job is to be to be a journalist. Come out with the hard truth that we don't want to listen. Because if you have heard about, have you heard about Terano, the biotech company? Mm-hmm. I, mean, it's a, I mean, you had to watch that. So it's a billion dollar scandal. They were promised about uh, you can uh, do about 200 different, uh, I mean, tests with just a simple drop of blood. I mean, they were valued over $10 billion. Finally, eventually they went bankrupt. So the John Carreyrou, who worked, I mean, he's a journalist from Wall Street Journal. He was the one who exposed Tehran. So he was treated as an enemy. I mean, one time during a staff meeting, after the, those initial at Tehran, people chanted, fuck you, Carrero. Wow. Yes. Wow. But imagine if he was afraid to come out and expose that organization, thousands, maybe millions of patients, their lives would have been in danger. Right. Like imagine if his number one concern was having a good relationship with the, with the organization he's covering. Like, yes. what? You, well, then he wouldn't have broken that story because that would, that's, that's going to ruin your relationship with that organization. Yes. They're not going to like you anymore. Yes. The interesting fact is, owner of Wall Street Journal was Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch was an investor for Theranos. But still, he went ahead and did his job. So that's what you are doing. You are not you are not here to why like I mean you are here to entertain us, bring out the news, but still you have to keep your journalism ethics in. So that's what I saw. So that's why I got frustrated when people were jumping at you. So I just wanted to say I mean, if a first round very- pick isn't living up to expectations, I'm I gotta say that. It's not my job to wait four years before yes. we see how it pans out. Like so I do it, I mean, this is how it works. When people don't understand the journalism, kind of, I'm, I kind of get frustrated. But uh, I thank you for sticking up to that because sticking up to the journalism instincts and show people I'm not going to give a fuck. I'm going to do my job. Either you take it or leave. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's funny. All these people trying to cancel me and get my job taken away. Like, I'm independent. I know you guys wish you were too, but thank you very much for bringing more attention to my independent platform. Thank you. I I don't understand what you think you're going to do to me, but thanks. Varun, it's always great to see you. Anything else you want to say? So I'm going to take, I probably will talk to you in after maybe a month or so because I'm going to take a vacation going back to my home country, Sri Lanka for four years. Have a great time. Yes, thank you very much. I'll leave the flight to Sri Lanka. Okay, it's going to be 15 and a half hours from San Francisco to Singapore. From Singapore to Sri Lanka, it's another 13, sorry, three and a half. So, all oh, the day. <laughs> yes, Whoa. it's going to be 20 hours, 19 to 20 hours. Yes. Good luck. Hang in there. <laughs> Thank you. Do your best. That's a wow. Yes. I right, have fun, With man. Two kids. 
with two kids. Well, I'll see you when you get back. Yeah. Have a great time. Okay, thank you, Grant. Right. Have a good day. Take care. All right, here we go. The Ramilia Super Bowl champs sports report. Hey, What's How up, you man? Doing, man? I'm can good, you man. How you I'm doing? Outside. Can you hear me good? Are you in Riverside? Uh, not, yeah, I'm in Riverside, but I'm outside. Can you hear me good? Yeah, absolutely. It must be hot okay. as hell in Riverside. You can't hear me? Oh, it's hot as hell, man. It's hot. It's about as hot as the Rams roster right now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, so, man? How you doing? Live from Grant's host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check this out. Uh, um, so I got the Glock 9 uh, Stafford jersey. Okay. Ready re Rams ready to reload again, baby. We're, here we go. Um, here we go. Uh, journey number two. And even if uh, we don't get the tip uh -huh. this year. We'll be uh -huh. back the next few years. So, Niner fans, just get ready to get a seatbelt with your inexperienced quarterback. I remember that defensive line in the NFC Championship game, even with the starters, it was Swiss cheese. Remember the last five, ten minutes? They couldn't get us out of there. So, and also, a quick tip. Oh, we dropped the tart, dropped that interception, right? Oh, boo-hoo. If woulda, if woulda, coulda, shoulda. Forget that Nick dropped the touchdown in the end zone. That's seven points. Forget that Ramsey dropped two interceptions. It, we we would have won easily. And then you remember remember that 17-point beating we had him on the first half in the game before that. So that's the real two games right there. That's what the Rams are going to show out with the inexperienced quarterback who might tend to run when he gets confused. And imagine Wagner beelining straight to him or or Leonard Floyd setting him up because what the Rams do is we, we kill mobile quarterbacks. That's Kyler Murray. That's Russell Wilson. You guys are playing right in – well, not you guys because I know that you're not – part of the Niners, but you 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 uh, cover them. They're playing right into our defense, where mm -hmm. we keep the ball in front of us, don't let them throw it deep, and now we got Troy Hill and, and, and uh, Ramsey, the only team to have all pros at three levels of the defense. You got uh, Aaron Donald on the front, Wagner in the middle now with Ernest Jones. I mean, that's going to pay dividends the, next, dividends the next couple years with that experience and that know-how, and then Ramsey and Troy Hill in the back. Man, but I just wanted to tell you, Grant, um, I'm, I'm a backer of yours, brother. Um, yeah, you know, people calling for your job is ridiculous, you know. Uh, you know, uh, like I said before, uh, Javon Kenlaw, I mean, I've never played a down in, in the NFL, and he's got one and a half more sacks more than I do. He's lucky that I that, that was a me that he knocked his hat off. I mean, Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Are you the biggest Rams fan in the world? Yes or no? <laughs> Well, I, I'm I'm pretty good sized now because of the damn pandemic. So I tell you that. But because um, to but, me, uh, no one no one reps the Rams harder than you. I've never well, ever you. ever, except well, for maybe know, my father-in-law. Well, that you know, and props to Lowell. Uh, you know, uh, he's amazing. Your pops, I love the relationship you guys have. You know, uh, it's it's a, he's an amazing man. You know, and I, and a props to him. And uh, but I, I'm a huge Ram fan. I'm an OG Ram fan when they were back in Anaheim. Uh, you know, a lot of people forget the Rams were out of the L.A. market for 20 plus years. A lot of OG Ram fans that saw the crazy Lady Hirsch's, the, the fearsome force in the Coliseum. A lot of them passed away. And the Rams, because they were out of the market for 20 plus years, now they're getting back into the community, you know, and the, the Rams are winning. How do you win in L.A.? You win. So here we are. And I, I want to remember for the Niners when they say, oh, we have five Super Bowls, right? Well, we won the last two, baby. It's your turn. The last two. It's your turn. Now, um, Eddie DeBarlow won the first year of free agency, right? But they already basically had their team. Now with the You're free agency. You're talking about the one from St. Louis. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, about? Oh, now yeah. with the free agency full bore, the Niners haven't won a Super Bowl. Now the free agency is full bore. Now the Niners won the first year of free agency, but they basically already had their team. But since free agency is full bore, the Rams won the last two. 
uh, uh, Super Bowl. You're rubbing it in now, man. You're really rubbing it in. The St. Louis Super Bowl and L.A. Super Bowl. Check this out, Grant. So the St. Louis Super Bowl, uh, there was four uh, original drafted L.A. Rams, including Isaac Bruce, who made the Hold on. I love you, man, but we're not going to do Rams Rams history today. I love you. (laughs) But thanks for calling in. You're you're the man. You're always welcome. But we're not doing Rams history today. Okay, okay, Grant. Well, anyway, props to you, my brother. Uh, keep your head up. Don't, I got a business to run over here. But don't, thank don't you. Brit, brother. Keep those warrior keyboard warriors. Keep it up, brother. I'm with you. I appreciate you. And keep it up, man. Take care. All right, man. Have a great one. See you next time. Later. He was really going to go through every – he was going to do a, 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 a Rams Wikipedia entry starting from 1975. I had to stop. I had to stop it. I love him, though. That's my guy. Rams without Cooper Cup are drafting in the top 10, says Scotty Martinez. I mean, I don't know about that. What's up, man? How you hey, doing? what's up, Grant? And real quick, uh, message to Romelia. The only blue and yellow team that matters is the Warriors. Uh, I just had to say that. But um, shout out to Romelia. He's the only Rams fan in the world. Yeah. He's the one. Apparently. Yeah. But um, my first question for you is, uh, since the media is finally being let back into the locker room, I'm just wondering if there's there's a couple players that you're looking forward to speaking to and a couple players that you're like, you know, kind of dreading having to, to walk by. Well, the idea of being able to walk up to Trent Williams and talk to him off the record any day is interesting because I think that's the kind of guy he is and he's really, in, he's really smart. And I'd like to be able to talk to him off the record. I used to do that with Richard Sherman, even after he blocked me on Twitter, like he would just be sitting there and we would talk about football or whatever. He was mm-hmm. like, he liked talking to sports writers. He's a little bit older. It's a lot mm-hmm. of young kids in the locker room and, Sport writers, a little, sports writers a little bit older. So Trent Williams, getting to actually know him would be nice. Who am I dreading seeing in the locker room? Well, I I, I can think of one off the top of my – yeah, off the top Who? of the dome. Ken Who? Long. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. No, that'll be but, interesting. Um, I think that'll be that'll be very interesting. I'm not dreading that. But, like, besides him, besides him, is there anyone else? Well, I want to say one thing. The person who probably would have most reason to – curse me out is Mike McGlinchey and Mm -hmm. I, and he may, but I have a feeling he won't Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with me. It's just the kind of guy he is. Some of the things he says at post-game press conferences annoy me because he talks like he's the best player in the team or the coach or something. And I don't think he's earned that yet, but essentially I think he means well. And I think he would, he thinks that that type of behavior is beneath him. Mm -hmm. So I think he's just always going to take the high road and I just want to give him credit because I'm so not the high road kind of guy. And I respect that he seems to be. So mm-hmm. that's my read on Mike McGlinchey is that he's a, essentially like a, a real stand-up, decent guy. Like a much nicer person than me. And I give him mm-hmm. credit for that. That's, I didn't think I Yeah, no, I get that, I get that yeah. vibe from, uh, from McGlinchey too. I don't think he's going to like curse you out or anything. I think, you know. I mean, he's... he spends like a lot of his off time doing charity with – for kids with Down syndrome. I mean, he's like mm-hmm. one of the better pers- people in the league. He he could be in the running for the Walter Payton Man of the Man of the Year award. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. There's him. And whenever I see him, I'm like, oh man, look at you taking the high road over here. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call no, me an I, asshole. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you want another confrontation, like you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of people just uh, you know absolutely you know fuming on Twitter again. So. What if Brock I mean, calls me? He's like, "Hey, what'd you say about my arm?" You well, say? you you said he's faster than Kaepernick. I, I, did. I think, yeah, I, did. I think yeah, I think that's got to be the best compliment that that he's probably gotten in a while. If Brock Purdy ever gets mad at me, remember that's on the record. I said he's 
and Chardall said it too. We got there was a this there was a lot of praise for Brock today. Look, Brock Purdy, QB one. I'm sorry, Trey Lance. You handled the media very well, but look, it's Brock Purdy season. It's Brock Purdy season. Sorry, I, I can't say that with a straight no, face. I'm sorry. No, but sorry. Um, speaking of Trey Lance, so he handles himself very well with the media. I'm just wondering if um, you know there's any other players that you've covered in in the past that kind of remind you of, of Trey Lance in in the way he handles you know the media. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's very Steve Youngish. Very Steve Youngish, like very smart, very uh, very good with the media, like not going to let the media get under his skin. Like Joe Montana didn't have a, the greatest relationship with the media, kind of shy. To me, this is like the second coming of Steve Young. I don't know if he's going to be as good as Steve Young, but everything about him reminds me of Steve Young. Mm -hmm. It's funny because he's my favorite athlete of all time, by far. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I have a neighbor across the street. Uh, he was having a garage sale and he had like one of those uh, Steve Young replica rings and he just like had a bunch of like Steve Young books and he said Steve was his favorite too. So I guess it's just he? like, um, he's probably around your age, like maybe there you you know, go. 30 something. Yeah. I, I but, but it seems like, it seems like every 30 year old Niner fan is just like, yep, Steve's my guy. Yeah. yeah. I never but, watched uh, Joe, but Steve was good enough for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, uh, my last question for you today is, what's the bare minimum that the 49ers have to accomplish in order for you to consider it a successful season and maybe for them to consider it a successful season? I mean, I think they need to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if Shanahan misses the playoffs this year, I don't see how he can say it's a successful season. Like, Oh, we were planning to take a step back, even though it seems like they are, they are kind of bracing for that possibility. But I mean, I wouldn't blame, I, I don't know who I would blame if they missed the playoffs, but I think they're at the point, this is his sixth year coaching the team. Dude, make the play, make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The NFC is weak. I know. It's, I, I'm not saying they will make the playoffs. I don't know, but I think they need to make the playoffs. I don't see how you could call it a success. You're six in a, in a regime. I don't see it. I mean, you could take a step back, but not that far. What okay, you so you think you think making the playoffs is the the prerequisite? Is there anything else that you know they have to show? Because like, what if they make the playoffs, but they're like struggling to get there, like they were last season? Make the fucking playoffs. No excuses. Okay. Make the fucking playoffs. I, I think that's what you got to do. It was hard for them to make it last year, but I just have a hard time giving Kyle Shanahan like a round of applause for missing the playoffs. I don't see how I could do that, especially this far into his tenure. I know he inherited a blank slate, but this is his This is his team now. Now, what if they miss the playoffs because of the tough schedule that they have, but Trey Lance shows like a ton of promise, like, you know, he's just going to be – He's going to be and probably it's even more frustrating. It's like, well, why don't you support him? Why don't you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? Why don't you spend that $27 million? Like, why were you so scared of this season and the trade land? And why didn't you actually help him out? Cause he was great, but you know what? Maybe the offensive line helped, held him back. Maybe the supporting cast held him back and it's too bad. That's what I, the way I, the way I look at it. You know, if, if Trey Lance has a good year, I'm not saying fire Kyle, but it would, I would look at it as a missed opportunity. The team could have been better. You could have done more. We all know they could have done more. Jimmy so, so the team is silly. Mm -hmm. No, no, I agree. Like, you know, he should have been gone like yesterday and the day before and, and the day before that. I, I'm still waiting for the next video where you say it's uh, June 13th and and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still on the 49ers. Still. Maybe tomorrow. But, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I could see like a, a, a couple of ways where, you know, they make the playoffs, but it's still – you know, unsuccessful. Like if they get bounced in the first round or like in the wild card round, like, you know, 
what's the point? I, I would rather Trey Lance look very promising and, uh, you know, at least look like he was worth those three first round picks because, you know, I trust, I trust Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch that they'll be able to build a good roster because, you know, in the past they've, they've had like undrafted guys step up. Um, uh, we've just really just been missing the quarterback. So if, if they can finally show that we have stability at the quarterback position and a guy who's actually going to elevate the offense rather than be, you know, handicapping the, the offense, I, I think it could be looked at as a success in that regard. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Good to see you, Josh. All right. Thanks, All right, Grant. See have you, a good day. We got Lance, Bryant, Zach, Hayden, Sacramento Mike, El Jefe. Let's do this. Man, this is getting this is gonna be a, a long con phone today. What's up, Lance? Hey Grant, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, thank you so much for all you do. And I tune into your show. I love I love how you scout these players because I just thank you so much. Sometimes we don't have the access to footage. So thank you for always updating us and keeping us interested in the offseason. I just want to say I come from like uh I used to watch the Chargers a lot. I'm I'm Canadian, so like we watch a, a lot of different teams. Uh, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yep. Sorry. Um, and uh, I used to watch the Chargers a lot, and I can tell you, Jason Barrett is a stud. He is absolutely the, the missing piece. When we were against the Rams in the playoffs, like I was like, God damn, I wish this guy. Sorry, sorry to cuss on your show. That's all right. But I was like, uh, do, do you remember? Like, sorry, two years ago, the Niners beat the Cardinals in Arizona, yeah. and I think the quarterback was CJ Beathard. And the reason they won that game was because Jason Verrett just absolutely shut down DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, just took him out of the game. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm telling you, like, he's always marking their best receivers. Like, I remember him, uh, against like D Hop, and uh, like, I People on your show is going to call me crazy, but I'm telling you, Jason Barrett is on, if he's healthy, he's on the same tier as Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to, people are going to be like, this guy's out of his damn mind, but I'm telling you, he's on the same tier. I've seen it. Um, sorry, my question to you was, uh, what's your, now that you have some time to dissect on the draft picks, I want to know what your draft grade is. I'm going to give you my input. I think the more and more I research it, I think our prospects are studs. Like during the during the night of the drafts, I was like, oh my goodness, these are such reaches. Like these are the biggest reaches of all time. After the Drake pick, obviously. But the more and more I started researching on like Spencer Burford, Nick Zakel, and uh oof, so many, like Danny Gray. My goodness, these are some, these are some ballers. Like Danny Gray is super, super exciting to watch, and Spencer Ber Burford, he's just, it's violent, just physical in your face. I love it. Like, Give me a grade. I want to know what you would. I want to know what you would grade it. Well, I'm biased, Grant, so I'm going to say A. But uh, again, like I just think that we reached a lot. But hey, you know what? Kyle and John, I mean, I know you give them a lot of criticism, but like, look at, look at all the coaches they brought in. They're all like head coaches of, you know, like, True. like they're doing something, they're doing something right. You know, I yeah. think 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. What was your? I, I, no, I, you're, I, you're on a roll, man. Keep going, keep going. Bias, you know. I'm I'm just super biased, but I I love like I love John. I fell out of. I'm I'm gonna admit something. I'm gonna confess on your show. I fell out of love with this team with the 49ers after um after they fired or not fired but they parted ways with Harbaugh and I I'm not like I I looked at other teams that's why I watched like the Jaguars and Chargers and stuff like that but I think right now like it is super super exciting to be a 49ers fan because you have the GM and like if we if we let go of Kyle today he would get a job within a half a second and i just think we're really blessed or fortunate or however you want to say to to have it i just wish like you like you mentioned i just wish that our ownership was just like hey nick bosa's do pay the man like right now stop delaying and just pay the players what they're due because every team is doing that every team is doing that and if you don't then it's like you know franchise are you what kind of franchise are you at that point, right? Yeah, yeah sir, man. I went and I went from draft to like, but you did it. Uh, you're on a roll, man. Grade first of all, that was that was what I wanted to know. I'm sticking with my C plus grade. I mean, they didn't have a first round pick. It was Trey Lance. They didn't have a first round pick this year. Drake Jackson. I like the pick. Not really impressed with him in minicamp, but there's so much time to go. He just needs to, yeah, ch- change his body a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't enthusiastic about the running back pick. No, I. Eh? And like they didn't take a center or a safety, like that was bold. Yeah. Um, but Burford, I think, was probably a good pick. Right. A good pick. I'm open minded to the fifth round nickelback. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So C-, C-, C plus. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, you like, the- I mean, like there were teams that had like what three first round picks. That's a the the Jets to me had an A draft. Go look at yeah. what the Jets did. There were some teams that like really made some moves. The Niners, it was kind of a modest offseason all around. No first round pick, just, no big move in free agency, but like they still made. I mean, Drake Jackson's a nice addition. Traverius Ward's a nice addition. If they yeah. get Jason Verrett back, they can have the best defense in the league. Do you think it's still realistic to uh, get a trade done for Jimmy G? Or is that just out of the question? Uh, Jamal on my show yesterday made a case for the Browns potentially trading for Jimmy. We'll see. I, I think Deshaun Watson would have to get suspended for the entire season. And then Baker Mayfield would have to like refuse to play maybe, but I just don't see it, man. I think the Niners going to have to figure out some way to cut them without while saving face about it. And I don't know how they do that, but yeah. have to figure it out. I just wanted to point out one more thing, Grant, and then uh, you can cut me off. Uh, Nate Sudfeld's role, Nate Sudfeld's role on the team, excuse me. I watched, uh, sometimes I watch like the replays of last year's, uh, last season's, like uh, I just watched the uh, Falcons, uh, us against the Falcons yesterday, actually. And uh, I think the reason why we signed Nate Sutfeld so fast was because sometimes on the camera it pans to the benches and I see Nate Sutfeld is always reviewing plays with Trey Lance, always. It's like he's almost just like a player development coach that's why we keep him around. It's not actually like, I mean, I, I, I hope he doesn't actually have to play. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But yeah, but, I'm with you. but I, I, I watched some, uh, I watched some uh, Iowa uh, Brock Purdy games, man, this, like it? 
like that's a long shot like what what do you do with a seventh round qb but he's 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 holding a lot of records grant he he really is i don't i don't know if you know but like i I have some of the records on my phone i just can't pull it up because i'm on the podcast but yeah he's an exciting player well we'll see how he does it was fun to watch my preseason this year i think he's gonna get some reps lance good which part of canada you calling from uh, well, originally I'm from Toronto, but I'm in uh, Halifax. So. Oh, nice! Wow, that's deep. That's way out there. Halifax, Part way east, right? People here are all uh, Patriots fans, so it's. Oh, nice! That's... <laughs> all right, man. Good to see you. Calling again. Thanks. Take care. All right. Hold on, Brian. Just a second. Crusher eight three one says hot take. The reason the Niners didn't kick the tires on Julio Jones after his release was because Kyle already has a slower Julio and Jawan Jennings. <gasps> Maybe. Possibly. I don't think there's any need to be signing like 30 plus wide receivers. They're old. Bryant, what's up? Hey, Grant, how are you today? Good. How you doing? Can you hear me? Good. Yeah, a little bit. I got my earphones on, so I wasn't sure if you could do that. But um, right. no, I wanted to call and tell you thank you, man. Um, I've seen the whole debacle. A lot of people did. And I, I went to start the other YouTube channels. So I jump in other channels and I've seen what people say. And you know, honestly, it's between you and him. Uh, what you do for the Niners as far as your takes, your open assessments, everything, different high assessment. A lot of people are jumping to this chat, this show, listen to what you say because we're getting an honest assessment. We're not getting like candid one. I'm a Niner fan, faithful, I believe red and gold. And a lot of people like me listen to you because they want to hear something true. They want to hear like the real, they don't want to just hear somebody say, oh yeah, everything's good, everything's good. So with that, thank you very much because without you, I don't know. I think I think units, you know, apartments, and I turn on YouTube channels. I hear everybody's page. It gets me thinking. I get all excited. So it helps me throughout my day. The Niners mean a lot to people. Football means a lot to people in general. People name their dogs after it. They mean, you know, to go get their car painted, you know, the same color as their favorite team. You know, it's just goes on and on from there. But I appreciate it. And um, with all the speculation and everything that's happening with the team, I know people probably won't like this. But I think SS fans are the worst thing. To for the team. And what I mean by that is we have our show right here, your show. We come on, we're talking, we're talking, oh, Jimmy should be gone, or this guy should be gone, or this guy. The, the fans hear your show. So they know that there's some kind of noise out there that somebody's not happy with them or this or that. And then we are all, oh, Jimmy shouldn't be on the team this year, or, you know, Trey shouldn't, you know, have to worry about it. Okay, these guys are professional athletes. They can't handle the noise. Maybe they should turn off their TV. Maybe they should turn off the YouTube channel because they should focus on their job. You focus on your job by giving us minor reports. You know, they, they're supposed to go out there. They're supposed to make the tackle or the kick or the pass. But for us to say, oh, well, Jimmy being on the team is going to really hurt the team, we don't know that. If the Niners want to pay for them, the Niners are going to do whatever the Niners want, not what us fans say and do. And, you know, we can say all we want. We can fly planes over the, the stadium, fire Jed, you know, cut Jimmy. They're not going to do that. They're going to do what they want. And at the end of the day, I like listening to your channel because you tell me what's really going on. And I get a full, I get uh, a kind of feeling walking away from listening to your channel. Like, okay, if he really said that and it's in a cynical way or it's in that kind of way, what did he mean by it? And I go back and I look at it. Like, why'd they pay me that $2 million and then draft 30? Do they just have to have three quarterbacks or are they not sold on they They just want to save them so nobody took them. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that I just like, just little, you know, you talk to all these people, Jesse, Rob, all these other people, and, you know, it helps me to, I know they're just thinking about it. So once again, thank you. 
I know you had me waiting for a little while, and don't don't ever worry about that. I'm paying in and listening to everybody soon, but um, yeah, if you ever get out the shopping man, hit me up because uh, that's often old 49 stomping grounds and the ULP or something like that. Where I used to go down and see Steve Young, you know, one of the 30 old Steve Young is our guy, you know, and I used to ride down to ULP with my brother and we'd watch the training camp, and that's you know, for me, Niners. My family, Batman, that's, that's my favorite things in the world. Not in that order. Batman. Brian, <laughs> I got to take more calls, man, but thank you very much for calling in. Thank you. You have a great you, day. Man. I'll call you sometime next time. All right, take care. He said Batman. I like Batman, too. I'm like, what's up? What's up, Zach? How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Grant? How you doing, man? Hey, man. What's up, McLovin? Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, I've been watching the show for a while, but you're honestly a great uh I guess I don't listen to the 49ers. I appreciate what you do. Thanks for calling in, man. So. Yeah, uh, so I want to ask them. So with having Anthony Lynn now, do you think uh, Kyle's going to take more of a backseat at the close of the game to Anthony Lynn? I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about the last call. I'm sorry. That was phenomenal. Okay, ask that question again. Okay, now that we have Anthony Lynn, do you think Kyle's going to take more of a backseat to him at the end of the game? I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think Kyle is taking a backseat to anyone. This is his team. I think Anthony Lynn is here to replace Mike McDaniels uh, and Bobby Turner. He's going to he's gonna coach the running backs, and he's going to help Kyle game plan. But Kyle is very – most coaches are, but he's, he's a micromanager. I think yeah. he's going to continue to ride or die with himself making decisions. Yeah, I yeah, know. Uh, but, no, uh, I got obviously – uh, say from example that here in LA there's at least more than three Ram fans. You're not one of them though. No, hell no, definitely not. Definitely not. I used to work at the, at the Coliseum too when the Rams really? were there. Yeah, and so pretty much there was it was always at least twenty percent full of Rams fans, and the rest was usually a bit the team. Yeah. So not not that many Rams fans. That was great when the Niners came to LA though. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Yeah. All right, great. I got to take some more calls. Good to see you. Peace, Zach. Hayden Sports. What's good? What's up, man? I don't know why my camera's dark. It's like it's all right because it's because you have the light behind you. Is you always want to have the light source in uh, front of you? But it's all right. It's all good. I'll turn my flashlight on for my phone. <laughs> so okay. All right. The, the one the one guy that like. I haven't heard anything about this whole like off season that I'm kind of curious about is Elijah Mitchell. Like what's up okay. with him? He's been hurt. I guess, mm. you know, they just wore him into a pulp last year. It was kind of messed up what they did to Mitchell almost, but yeah. they gave him a lot of carries. He was playing through a lot of injuries. I think he had an off season surgery on his knee. I don't know what the nature of it was and he'll be fine for training camp. He's a good player mm. still. Uh, probably think, still like, start week one. Do you think like the fact that they were using Eli so much is kind of one of the reasons they ended up having Devo take snaps at running back, yeah, like just so that Eli it, could get. Yeah, because without Eli, they had they had no one. Yeah, and they I mean, were already. I mean, like I know Wilson was banged up. Wilson, but now they're going to have Wilson, Ty Davis, Price, and Sermon, and I think what we're going to see with Mitchell is maybe fewer carries, but more catches. If you go back and look mm-hmm. at the in the playoffs, he was starting to get catches, and he's a good receiver. Like a screen yeah. to Elijah Mitchell is a good play. Yeah, because like Elijah Mitchell's a guy that like he's hasn't gotten that much hype coming into the season. He's a guy that like I've I've liked since last season just because I was like guys that kind of just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like, same thing in baseball, like, a bunch of my favorite Giants are just guys that kind of came out of the blue, so I kind of like those kind of guys more than, like, the top picks other than, obviously, that that guy, but, um, yeah, so I've liked Eli, I think he's, like, super good, I think he's, like, a fringe, like, top 10 back, so hopeful for him. Especially I'm curious to see like how he transitions wins. to this new offense with Trey Lance, where it's more zone read. But I think yeah. he did a lot of that in college, so we'll see. Yeah, especially because, like, with Lance, maybe there could be more, like, options. Right. Like, more, like, read options and shovel options, that kind of stuff. And frankly, like, if you go back and look how – I mean, historically what happens when a, when a mobile quarterback who's a good runner enters the offense – Usually the running backs production, their efficiency all goes up. Like look at Frank Gore when he was playing with Alex Smith and then when he was playing with Colin Kaepernick. I think his yards per carry just went up because the defense is it's defending eleven on eleven, not eleven on ten. Yeah, I mean yeah. I mean Lamar Jackson made Mark Ingram look like a good running back for the first right. time in like five years. So Correct. Correct. If if Correct. Lamar can do it, I mean, even Kyler made James Conner look good. True. Uh, like there's Multiple examples of that happening, so maybe, yeah, again, like, I mean, Colin Kaepernick almost made LaDainian Tomlinson look functional for a minute and a half. Like, that might have been before your time, though. How old are you? Uh, 14 or 15. 15, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, uh, like, I've barely any memory of like the Ravens Super Bowl. Uh, I have a little bit, but plenty of memories of the Chiefs Super Bowl a lot. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I still have a Kittle jersey with a, <laughs> a Super Bowl 54 emblem on it. I'll grab Damn. it because it makes me sad looking at it. Oh. You know, it's a, it's a black Kittle jersey. Oh, look know, at that. The, nice. Yeah. Nice. Like All right, Hayden. Well, and people in the people in the chat want to know what you're watching on TV. Oh, it's um. Just grinding some film. My camera. Yeah. Just grinding a little, grinding a little tape. Oh, we Eli won. Mitchell. For sure. Eli Mitchell. Nice. On the carry that got called. Oh, it's a touchdown. Play. They're not going to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> then he got called right, back. Man, I forget who called on that play, but yeah. All right, PC. All right, see ya. Uh, Rhino Alcantar says, I just had to come pay you for shutting down that Rams fan. Not sure if I would have watched another show if you would have let that slide. You were a real one. I like that guy a lot, but he was really going to go through the entire history of the Rams from 1976 on. I couldn't. I couldn't let that happen. Not on my watch. Sacramento Mike. Yo. Yo. Yo, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? All right, cool. Hey, what's up, man? Um, I, uh, I'm i bringing up your segment from yesterday. My what? Huh? What? Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, see you, Sacramento Mike. El Jefe, what's up? Frank, what's up, man? Chilling, man. How you doing? Good. Uh, question for you. So, um, how good do you think our defense is? Do you think we're going to be the number one defense in the league, or? No. I don't think it's going to be the number one defense in the league, but I do think it's top five. They don't have – they have serious questions at three positions. Strong safety, nickel back, and nose tackle. So if Javon Kinla, Talanoa Hufunga, and Samuel Womack are all good starters, then this defense probably doesn't have any weaknesses. But uh, that's three questions, though. It's three big questions. So, what if Javon Kinlaw doesn't play? Let's say they don't have any weaknesses. You, you still don't think they're number one? They could be. 
the one thing about like they have a great pass rush. They're very good against the run. They were 20th on third down last year, and they typically don't force a lot of turnovers. So Traverius Ward should improve the third down defense big time. Where the turnover is going to come from? Maybe Talanoa. Maybe may you know like maybe someone maybe Warner is going to start intercepting passes again. But yeah, I think they could. They could maybe Traverius Ward. Okay. Right, what do you so think? I'm... What do you think? I think it's a, like like you said. There's a lot of question marks, you know, because um, I think that the nickel is gonna be a big, gonna be big because, like you said, you got people like Cup out there. They hop in, like when they line up in that, they're gonna eat us up. Like they're gonna, mm-hmm. like, you know, because I mean Jimmy's good back there, and I like him as a safety, but I mean I don't I don't think he. I mean you know it, it may get to be too much. Because um so yeah I mean I I would say top five best top case. Five. Okay. First case scenario, I think top 10. Agree. They have a really good coach. D'Amico's really good. I think that they should be good. They're bringing back most of their players. Yeah. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, Okay, back to the Jimmy scenario. Do you think that there's any way that they release Jimmy? Now, I understand why they didn't put it out there that they want to release him. Because, again, if he's trade bait, you don't want to say, yeah, we're going to. Now you just let him see no. Okay, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you can just wait. Yeah, just from going off of you know Cal and 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 uh and John and the way, do you think that they do you think that behind the scenes they're talking to each other like, look, Jimmy's got to go. Like we we he got to go. I think I'd like I'd like to think that the Niners were sort of on the fence, but then they saw OTAs in minicamp and they're like, look, Trey really thrived. He did as well as we could ask him to do. And Jimmy being gone is allowing Trey to blossom or whatever, to take over. And bringing Jimmy back would end that or make it harder for Trey to be the leader or be the to take over. So I, maybe after seeing OTAs in minicamp, they've had a, a meeting and they're like, look, we'll take this down to the deadline. We'll try to trade him. But if we can't, we'll say something like, you know, we want to be right. We want to do right by Jimmy. We'll say something, and then we'll release him. That's the right thing to do. True. We want to do the right thing. Now, we so try to trade. Special teams. What, what do you think? What improvement? I think. I, I think. I think special team has been. It's going to be an improvement. Oh, the team in, overall. I, I like what they did in the secondary. I like what they did at corner. I like what they did. And special teams. I'm really concerned about the offensive line. They they're really trying to tell us about Jake Brendel. I'm like, okay, uh, we'll see. I mean, there's not a lot of film to look at, so I, I'll take your word for it. But I don't know. A little scary. And like, so this this season is highly dependent on Jake Brendel and Mike McGlinchey. Okay, we'll see. I'm open minded. A little concerned. Open minded. Usually when the quarterback, when they get the young quarterback in, I think he's frozen. I thought, I think he's just frozen. Usually when the young quarterback comes in, you want to beef up the offense line. That's what the, the Jets did for Zach Wilson. They, they, they signed Lake and Tomlinson. He's just so impressed by the points I'm making. He's just sitting there smiling. He's in disbelief. It's just a, it's a never-ending smile. El Jefe, it's always good to see you, man. Take care. Peace. Aaron. Hey. Aaron. Cincinnati's Hi. finest. Skyline Chili. What's popping? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the definitive. Skyline show is so disappointing, man. I'm so sorry. I I don't I like it, but I don't blame you. 
Uh, sorry. Sorry, you caught me off guard. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I I was coming back because last week we talked about Turi and Hurst, and I saw those videos throughout the week and wanted to check and see if they're still doing any good in mini camp row two days. I actually wanted to tell you. I, I put Hurst in the good in one of them. Did you? Yeah, I thought, yeah, that was yeah. for you. That was specifically for you. I was. I thought so when I watched it. So that I mean, that's what I saw. He made him. He made one play in the backfield. They still like him. Uh, Teray, I like a lot. Teray looks like what I expected Drake Jackson to look like. Um, really lean, really explosive. Uh, yeah, good player. I appreciate you putting her specifically in there for me. That felt like a that was shout for you. out. Yeah. Next yeah, time I'll actually shout you out by name. Yeah, you'll be like, this one's specifically for this. And yeah. Um, I was also just going to ask, like, in general, through minicamp, who's looked like the best interior defensive tackle so far with Ken Law being hurt and whatnot? I mean, it's Eric Armstead. It's Eric Armstead. Now, they haven't, been, they haven't put pads on yet. So and they haven't done one-on-ones yet, which I, I put a lot of weight in that. But it's it's Eric Armstead. It's for sure Eric Armstead. I didn't the reason, the reason I didn't think of him was because I always thought of him as like a as an edge guy. Man. And yeah. really, that guy is on like a yearly. He's on like a never-ending mission to get me fired. I'm not quite sure exactly what I did that pissed him off so much. But really, all I ever said was he was playing, getting played out of position at DN. He is a good D tackle, not as good as Buckner, but who not is? Good as that, who that's is? His, that's his career in a nutshell. He's good. Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. uh, let's see. Final point I've got to ask. I meant to ask this last week because I noticed it the more I chimed in recently. I know I've been out of touch with the show a little bit uh, throughout the season and whatnot. But ever since what I like to call the Kincident, uh, this show seems to be less PG, which I don't mind. But I just got to ask, when did this take a more edgier turn? Because I'm like seeing you drop f bombs and whatnot with your dad. I'm like, what the hell? I don't know, but I always blame uh, Jimmy Ward. I was always afraid to curse on YouTube. Then he just started cursing, and nothing bad happened. I looked into the rules, and you're sort of allowed to curse sometimes. So I blame Jimmy. He told me to be an asshole. I always gonna blame Jimmy. If a player gets in my face in the locker room and be like, "Dude, talk to Jimmy Ward, man. He specifically said to keep being an asshole. I'm just following directions. Sorry." Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, I'm for it. It just took a left turn. It's Jimmy's fault. I was listening to you talk to your dad. You kind of just openly just said. Before Jimmy Ward, I, I, the, the furthest I would go is I would say freaking every once in a while. I would wear a tie every day. Jimmy Ward comes on one time, bad influence. I almost got kicked off your cone phone show one time because I thought I almost was going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no. You talk about a negative impact in the locker room, Jimmy Ward. Big time. Jimmy Ward. You'd think it'd be the other Jimmy with his contract, but no, it's. That All right, Aaron, go, let me ask you, before you go, do you like the Skyline chili on the little hot dogs that they give you or the spaghetti? The coney? Uh, yeah, I like it on the coney. I don't like my chili on my spaghetti, though. I just like cheese. What's a coney? The little hot dogs? Those are the little hot dogs that they put the dog. chili on. That's their whole thing they're selling to you. I feel you. All right, okay, all right. Try all Gold right. Star next time. Maybe you'll Gold like Star. them more. Man, I'll try Gold Star next time. Next time I'm in Cincinnati. Yeah. All right, man. Have a good one. Right. Later. Peace. Sacramento Mike, let's try it again. Sacramento Mike. Yo. Yo. Yo, I know they got 5G service in Sacramento, Mike. 
No, we do. We do. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of multitasking and uh, my ear pods died. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you had a segment, um, I think it was yesterday or uh, the day before, where um, you, you asked who's going to be this year's Bengals. And I commented that the NFL was rigged, and you said that was a strong accusation. Okay, so okay, I okay. Just, right, 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 right. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. I just want to throw out, and I, I just want to throw out why I think the Raiders are going to go this year. Other than the Raiders, the Raiders. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, t- tell me. All right, so, um, so the Raiders. Number one, they actually have a wide receiver, and they, you know, they have a wide receiver. They they went last year. They were ten. They had ten wins, and they went with Hunter Renfro. Okay. Number two, they actually have kind of a good defense. You know, they got Chandler Jones. They added a linebacker. They added a couple other people. So I think that their defense is a little better. And um, I totally three, forgot that they went to the playoffs last year and had 10 wins. That's true. Yes, they had 10 wins. They were just like us. And um, number three, I said that the NFL was rigged because Dwight Smith, he went on a radio show. He had a pick six. I think he was a safety or a cornerback. He had a pick six in the 2002 Super Bowl where the Buccaneers beat the Raiders. He said that they didn't – the Raiders, because um, I think that's when they got rid of Gruden. Gruden went to the Bucks and they didn't change nothing at all. And he said that it's all about money and it's all about um, popularity. And if you think about that, look at George Kittle and Alfredo Gutierrez. Gutierrez, he was just the hyper upper guy. You know, there's still clips of him all over YouTube hyping up the crowd, you know, but he never played. And George Kittle, he's good. But – um you know, he's on the cards. He's are not on the cards. He's on the tickets, you know, and he's always in the media. You know, it's it, it's it's about money. And at the end of the day, I'm not saying that it's rigged like those teams actually have to be good, but they get help. And Vegas legalized two years ago. Vegas legalized sports betting. So an owner can bet on their own team to win. They legalized it. So I think that's kind of fishy if an owner or a head coach can bet on a team to go. And if you look at it. Two years ago, the Bucks. my cousin called it. My cousin, he calls everything. At the beginning of the year, he always calls who's going to win in football, basketball, and everything. And uh, he called the Bucks because the Bucks are the home team, you know. The Bucks are the home team two years ago, and last year was the Rams. Who's the home team this year? The Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. My cousin knows everything. My cousin. My cousin. Does he put money on it? Um, I don't know if he bets. He's not really a better. Okay, so he just happens this, to know. All right, I feel you. But all right, and also that's a heavy burden um, to just know all that. But I feel you. And uh, if you remember, from 2001 to 2007, the Patriots they won three Super Bowls. They won 2001 against the Rams, 2003 against the Eagles, 2004. Your cousin called all Panthers. those. I I heard your cousin called those. <laughs> And um, in 2007, when they had the 16-0 season, do you remember the NFL did an investigation? They did an investigation all the way back then. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin came out, and there's multiple coaches. Mike Tomlin, uh, when they lost, I think it was a playoff game in 2015 when they lost to the Patriots, um, he said that the whole first half, um, they couldn't get to play, like in their mic. You know how you said uh, Fred Warner took a step back maybe because uh, – uh, what was his name? Salah was uh, using the mic um, to talk to him. So um, the Mike, Mike Tomlin after the game was pissed. He said that the whole first half during a playoff game that they couldn't get no calls because I know you're rolling your eyes. I know, cons- you know, conspiracies and stuff, 
But I just want to go down the rabbit hole. of. You are so far down the rabbit hole right now, man. I, I can't bring you back to real life. You're, you're, you're gone. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. I'm not saying the NFL, like, they don't help a team go. Like, the team actually has to be good. You know, like, they actually have to be good. I'm not saying, no, like, no, no, I'm going to say this. If the Raiders win the Super Bowl this year, I will I will personally apologize to you, all right? Okay, but I'm, I'm not – I'm just saying – your cousin called it. The team, the team has to be good, but I'm just saying they get the calls when they get to the playoffs. Look at – look, good prime example. Look at the 2013 NFC Championship versus the Seahawks. Kaepernick was messing up. He fumbled. You know, he was fumbling, throwing interceptions. He threw that lob to the right side of Crabtree when there was three people there. Richard Sherman tipped it. Malcolm Smith intercepted it. It was, there's mistakes that are going to happen, but if you look at the calls, I, um, the punter, the roughing the the roughing the punter, there was all kinds of missed calls. The Bowman, remember when Bowman when he ripped the ball out and they said it was unreviewable? Then they had to make the whole reviewable thing. Who else? Oh, and look, I was watching also the forty. Uh, I was watching um, America's game and uh, Bill Parcell when the 49ers when the 49ers uh, beat the Giants, I think it was an NFC championship game, Bill Parcells. Sacramento Mike, I don't care. I'm so sorry. I really don't care. I appreciate you, man. But, like, the, the, the NBA is rigged, the NFL is rigged, the refs. The, the, I, I, don't, I hate that conversation. There's no proof. You have eight things of evidence. You're going to tell them all to me. One from 2013, one from 1997. I respect you, man. You did your homework. You're very passionate. I love you. But don't make me sit through this. I disagree. You, okay, yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. This is America. It, but this is America. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's agree to disagree. This is the right thing. I can't. I can't of- man. I'm hour 45 in, and I just lost it. But I respect you. If you would hit me with this an hour ago, I probably would listen to the whole thing. But all right, just, all right. I, I've lost it. Okay, okay. I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it here <laughs> after. I'm going to end it here. All right. I just wanted to throw some points in, you know, just my personal opinion. And I'm not saying that the NFL helps. Like I'm not saying that it's rigged from week one. I'm saying that they, when they get to the playoffs, they get some of the calls. The Packers and the Bucks last year. All right, Sacramento Mike. Thank All right, you for wait, wait, that. wait. I have a question. I have a question. All right, I have a question. Who's winning today? Warriors, Celtics. Who's winning? And where you, you tell me, it? man? Who's your cousin picking? <laughs> Don't throw flame on my cousin's name. <laughs> he just happens to know. No, who, who, who are the refs going to make sure wins this game tonight? Um, they're probably gonna have Boston win this one. No? Hey, where's know. Boton? Where's Boton been? I haven't seen him in he's a while. He's in the, he's in Eastern Europe somewhere doing his thing. I don't know. He, uh, he got, I, have, I haven't heard from him in a while. I'll hit him uh, up. Okay. I gotta go. Good call, right. Sacramento Mike. Keep hey, holding it down for Sacramento. Have a good day. Have a good day. You too, man. Shout out Later. your dad. That's the best show. You and your dad, the Cone Zone. Thanks, man. Peace. All right, man. Hey, much love. All right, man. Later. Rich, you're driving. I can't take a call when you're driving. Smack Jones, I got to go. This show, I, I, I'm tired. It's been an hour and 45 minutes. Sorry, Rich. I'm not allowed to take calls when people are driving because you could get in a car accident and then it would be my fault. But I'll be back. We'll do it again. If I see you, I'll take you on the show. Bye, everyone.